This is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OK Outcast. This is your host, Brittany, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing good. I just had a breakfast burrito for a late lunch. Uh, I've been working all night because I took on a new candidate and uh, basically had to get that all squared away. So campaign season's in full swing then, huh? Absolutely. Well, we've got a, a fun episode planned for y'all today. Uh wanted to... Uh, get into it here today first on the swirling scandals around the Stitt administration. Um, some of our uh, favorite listeners have reached out and said they'd like uh, like to hear more about Swadley's and the other scandals ongoing. Um, before we get to Swadley's though, there's uh, the the latest scandal for the it's kind of impacting, you know, Stitt's pool boy Ryan Walters and uh, the uh, some some other folks in the party. Uh, the Oklahoma College Republican, uh, uh, Mr. Hernandez, um, who's been arrested on uh, sexual assault of a 14-year-old boy. Uh, what do you know about this, Chris? I actually have some inside intel on that. Um, his parents are evangelical uh, preachers and so he was raised in an environment where you weren't allowed to be openly gay and so my working theory is since he's just had to stay in the closet it's easier for him to coerce somebody younger into sexual activity like that now, we, we should mention this is all alleged, but the evidence seems pretty damning. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I read through the arrest warrant and, uh, you know, they had contemporaneous text messages that backed up the story of the, the 14-year-old victim. And it sounds like the assault actually took place in the dorms at Oklahoma Christian University, where Mr. Hernandez brought this boy under the guise of showing him around campus to get him ready for his future college life four years early, I guess. I mean, at class and school advanced studies, we did have programs where we would go on to college campuses, but... We most definitely did not get anywhere near the dorms. Yeah, it, it, it was, and and I don't think it was as young as fourteen. Um, yeah, it would make it, more sense if he was like you know sixteen, seventeen, you know, a year or two out, getting ready to really look at colleges. Um, just the whole story really sounded pretty sketchy from the perspective of Mister Hernandez, who. I guess up until recently had been working as the campaign manager for State Secretary of Education Ryan Walters and his campaign for State Superintendent. Some of you might know Mr. Walters as the guy on Twitter who does all the videos from inside the uh, passenger compartment of his car. 
<laughs> we had a question come in from one of our listeners asking whether uh, Secretary Walters uh, has roadside assistance for that office of his. <laughs> yes. Word to the wise. If you're uh, shooting on your cell phone and the cop asks why you're driving erratically, counselor, what do you say? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, are, are as you an being... attorney, it's always my advice to never talk to cops. <laughs> the extent of what you say should be, am I being detained? And I want a lawyer. <laughs> well, look, if you cooperate, we, we can help you out. What do you do? Lawyer. <laughs> well... You're honestly better off without a lawyer. What do you say then? Lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> lawyer me, lawyer me now. Yep. And then you shut the fuck up. Uh, it's shut the fuck is... up Thursday here on OK Outcast podcast. <laughs> so. Well, Mr. Hernandez could have used that advice because based on the arrest warrant, it sounds like. Uh, he gave interviews to the police that helped corroborate the story of his victim. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, That's because he didn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gotta shut the fuck so, up. <laughs> uh, let me spin the wheel of scandals over here. Beep, 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 beep. Um, I think I'm going to talk about Class Wallet, which is a lesser-known scandal, Ooh. but an equally interesting one. Uh, a whole bunch of money came into Oklahoma for Class Wallet, and it was about $19 million. And it was supposed to be for school supplies, books, laptops, things of that nature, and instead, it was getting spent on flat screen TVs for offices, dishwashers, ice machines. I mean, you could argue that these are kind of necessary, but uh, yeah. So now we're being investigated at the federal level as well. Isn't that fun? Ooh, always fun to get the feds involved, too. I mean, we can't 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 leave them out of the party. No, come on, everybody's invited to Oklahoma scandals because these are the days of Oklahoma lives. Well, you know, uh, this is uh, Tulsa Superintendent Deborah Gist was just uh, had posted a a few days ago about. Um, basically indicating that Governor Stitt's administration is going to go down as the most corrupt in Oklahoma in about the last 47 years. So she really did her homework there to uh, to see exactly how corrupt it's been compared to, to recent times. <laughs> well, this isn't directly Stitt, but this is Stitt adjacent. There was an assistant attorney general... In, uh, that was driving in Tulsa oh, yeah. and then was running away from the cops. Well, um, apparently she was also a suspect in some burglaries 
before (laughs) before then running from the cops getting involved in some kind of hit and run accident after they had pulled her over and then running again (laughs) um courtney ray jordan uh i did see that the attorney general's office as of this morning had confirmed uh the lost ogles reporting that she is indeed an assistant solicitor general for the office so it seems that maybe oh, the sorry. uh maybe the uh the culture of corruption that surrounds the stid administration has really kind of filtered down at all levels yeah it's um it's truly a blend um i actually don't know the answer to this question What's the difference between an assistant solicitor general and assist and assistant attorney general? Um, I don't know that answer either. I do know that her role apparently was some kind of tribal liaison um, for the state. Not that they have great, you know, <laughs> uh, relations with the tribes at the moment, since that's one of Stitt's major places of attack in the last couple of years. So I, I I wish I could answer that. I, I really can't. But that, her position, I believe, was called Assistant Solicitor General. Yeah, you're right. I, I know it was, uh, or is, well, I assume was now. Um, but, <laughs> well, she uh, she's on administrative leave per the AG's oh, office. Okay. <laughs> In a detention facility? <laughs> yeah. She's probably posted bail by now. Well, having been sued by somebody from a detention facility three times now, uh, <laughs> and you, you you can theoretically kind of practice law from jail. Well, on that uh, note, there's a an Oklahoma attorney who was disbarred this week for trying to practice law from jail while he was awaiting sentencing on murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an Oklahoma week, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. The uh, land office had a bit of a scandal. We already covered Hernandez. Yeah. But the Southern Legislative Conference was uh, this past weekend. And you mean the new Confederacy conference? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to surprise you. There were no scandals. That that is Uh, shocking. Uh, But yeah, um, a shuttle bus did break down. They came up with a pretty creative solution. Everybody's fine. But uh, yeah, I think. That charter company has some explaining to do. Um, so this the Southern uh, Legislative Conference, though. So this was Oklahoma City hosting basically a major convention that brought in legislators from across the South. I guess. That's yeah, that's correct. Uh, and you know they had meetings on probably ways to. Uh, Ways to further criminalize abortion and gays and trans people. Um, <laughs> who who knows? Who knows? Did, did, did we happen to get a hold of any kind of agenda or anything? Yeah, I, I, I know a couple things. And 
I'm afraid that it is not near as sexy as all that in the breakout sessions. It, 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 it's all pretty dry. Well, it's but, kind of, that's kind of good to hear because I, you know, anytime I hear any kind of Southern conference coming together, I'm <laughs> just immediately the alarm bells start ringing of like, what are they trying to do now? <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so you and I have both attended multiple conferences, right? Oh, definitely. Um, lots of different conferences. Yeah. So they're usually they usually end up being more about the camaraderie of of doing stuff with people who are also, you know, engaged in the similar line of work to you. Um, oftentimes, in my experience, the sessions were more glorified meetings to, to make people feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's why you go, is for the breakout sessions. But why you really go, and you and I both know this, is to have private conversations. The real work, the real conversations, they don't take place in the breakout session. They take place at the bar or at the bar or sometimes even at the bar. Or or sometimes um, back in, you know, back in the rooms of certain leaders who will, you know, invite a select few up to, you know, imbibe some alcohol and have some chats. <laughs> and not rape them, at least not at the conferences we were well, at. Not that I was at the... the, the that I recall or know of. I mean, but you know, sir, let's, uh, let's hope there was none of that. <laughs> we can't, we can't count it out. <laughs> I, I don't believe there was any of that. Uh, this was just a, a very cut and dry thing. This well, is the least it, uh, it's interesting good. thing good for oklahoma city to bring in a big convention like that um if i if i recall correctly i think uh mayor holt david holt um mm -hmm. he showed up to to greet everybody i think and um i mean it's certainly certainly good for the city brings in some tourism brings people to the city um i just hope we're not jockeying to become uh, make Oklahoma City like the capital of the New South or something. <laughs> well, so did we talk about Swadley's already? We didn't really get into it, and I would love to because uh, after that that question came through on the Twitters, I did some digging to get into some more of the details. And what was your findings, Counselor? Well, it is one heck of a scandal. So, from the looks of it, according to Brent Swadley himself, while the fire marshal was out reviewing some of the state park Swadley's locations that were being set up pursuant to this state contract, first off, Swadley's general manager, uh, this guy Gino DeMarco, basically asked the fire marshal if they could just go ahead and pass them without actually doing any review because, quote, the laws of Oklahoma don't really apply to the state of Oklahoma itself. 
and quote, what will it take for this to be taken care of? And at some point, Brent Swadley showed up and said, Governor Stitt reached out to me to put my restaurants in his state parks. And if this is bigger than you and there are politics at play here that you can't even understand, and you're going to have to answer to Governor Stitt. Like, oh, so he, he he didn't shut the fuck up. He did not shut the fuck up, and uh, <laughs> you know the fire marshal actually took notes of all of these interactions and put them into the report. Um, a report which found um, half of their locations had you know some pretty significant fire hazard violations. <laughs> So between that and then um, somebody in the um, office that deals with paying out the invoices for state contracts noticed that the, the invoices they were getting from Swadley's kept increasing each month. And, you know, the, the numbers started adding up to something that didn't really make sense. And when he started doing a little digging, he found that they had very little documentation to back up their invoices. And so they were basically just, you know, siphoning as much money from the state as they could. That sounds like they got the contract just because Governor Stitt chose them and there was no kind of bidding process. And um, he just picked one of his big donor buddies and said, hey, here you go, I want you to run these restaurants. And, you know, once all this started coming out, you know, of course, uh, you know, the, the governor and uh, Lieutenant Governor Pinnell, who heads the tourism department, which was, you know, the ones that had had the contract with Swadley's, you know, immediately started trying to distance themselves from the whole project and, Uh, referred it over to the Attorney General's office. Um, A lawsuit has been filed in Oklahoma County Court uh, against Swadley's, and it looks like, as of right now, the the lawsuit for breach of contract was filed on April 29th, and then Swadley's entered on May 23rd, uh, they had their um, attorney enter the case, and then on June 21st, they filed a partial answer and then a counterclaim. So they answered the allegations in the lawsuit while also making a counterclaim back to the state of Oklahoma. And in that counterclaim, this is really fun. They... <laughs> They, they kind of really do point out that uh, Governor Stitt, you know, once again, picked them specifically. So there's no denying that, you know, that Governor Stitt seemed to just pick them for this contract without any kind of process. Um, and in their suit, they are, they're basically calling out Stitt for throwing his supporters and donors under the bus as soon as any hint of scandal erupted. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. The Stitt, Pinnell, and Winchester Tourism Department's lawsuit merely seeks to pass the blame onto Swadley's for in-state political bickering and sensationalism. (laughs) 
So, um, you know, they're making pretty clear that, you know, they, they feel, um, like they're getting the shaft here just because the governor wouldn't stick up for them. The governor's trying to act like he had nothing to do with any of this and he wants accountability, but it's pretty clear he just handed a contract to award a bunch of state money to one of his buddies and they tried to just siphon up as much money as they could. And it looks like the next hearing date in this case, uh, that motion for counterclaim and partial dismissal is scheduled to be heard by Oklahoma County Judge Brent Dishman on uh, September 6th. So almost two months from now, um, Judge Dishman will have a hearing on this and we'll see if uh, he allows them to dismiss any part of this or um, whether this is going to keep going forward. Uh, once that hearing's done, um, I'm guessing he's going to allow the case to move forward at that point. Uh, so after that, we'll begin the process of discovery, which is where the state and Swadleys will start calling witnesses to uh, be deposed and requesting documents from each other. And, uh, this probably isn't going to get resolved for a couple years as far as the legal process, but, you know, that that's where we're at with it. So, wait, you mean it doesn't work like law and order? That you just get get it all wrapped up in an hour? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's produced by Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf, woo! Uh, Master TV producer. So, the real scandal here with Swadley's quote-unquote barbecue is all of their stuff is like comes pre-cooked frozen it just gets thawed and thrown in warming trays and the warming trays aren't really the problem but the fact that uh nothing that they produce out of their restaurant doesn't come out of a bag package or can that isn't either processed or frozen that's not real barbecue <laughs> that is not and that's that's what we should all remember here that and governor stitt is <laughs> is quite a corrupt guy <laughs> if you want the most bland barbecue in oklahoma I recommend Swadley's. It's not barbecue. It's like nursing home food. <laughs> what is the best barbecue in Oklahoma, Chris? Um, I usually go to Bedlam. Uh, that's my favorite spot. It's over just off Lincoln and 50th. Oh, um, yeah. We've had a, a couple of firm meetings there at my firm. It's good stuff. Uh, also, I would say Earl's is pretty uh, pretty damn good. Earl's Rib Palace. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you want real barbecue, go to a location anywhere than Swadley's. Because uh, <laughs> if you want Swadley's, you might as well just go get 
something like a microwave dinner that says barbecue on it. <laughs> Swadley's, uh, we don't want your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they want the taxpayers' money. They do. I'm saying we, the podcast, sometimes uh, we talk about a business on here and we're like, Hey, call us up if you want to sponsor us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dear no. Swadleys, we do not want your sponsorship money. <laughs> no. If you call us, uh, we're going to say prank call. <laughs> we would rather not be dragged into the lawsuit that Brittany <laughs> just described. I, I can't wait for the discovery process because that's when some of the juiciest bits come out. But, I mean, it's going to be hard to have much juicier than Brent Swadley himself telling the fire marshal, Governor Stitt picked me for this. You can't point out any violations. You're going to have to answer to the governor. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, and I won't even get into... The inside info I have on his son in the National Guard driving <laughs> around a running track um, in his uh, truck Jesus. and getting pulled over by the MPs. Well, hasn't insane. hasn't First Lady Sarah Stitt had like a couple of uh, a couple of car crashes already in state vehicles since they've been at the governor's mansion? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever run into her, but um, but she might have run into you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she might have run into you. That's good. That's good. I know, but I think her favorite food is Xanax. <laughs> so uh, she she's a true Edmund wine mom. <laughs> yeah, just Chardonnay, couple pills, throw it back, and this is all speculation, folks. I have no <laughs> evidence that the first lady of Oklahoma <clears throat> takes Xanax and drinks Chardonnay. But I it's, think she does. It's Merlot, Chris. Merlot. <laughs> uh, no, she seems like a white wine gal. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and actually, I'm going to actually go a step further and say rosé. Like, whatever the sweetest wine possible is, and whatever blend of things that allow her to deal with. Well, if any of the, our intrepid listeners out there have any good info and intel on what wine Sarah Stitt drinks, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Send us a DM. We're at OK underscore outcasts. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the um, drinking and drug habits of the First Lady aside, uh, I think we can both agree that this has been a great week in Oklahoma scandal. The the, the summer of swirling scandals. <laughs> I, I'm still pitching for uh, Days of Oklahomans Lives. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Well, well, we'll see which one sticks. 
Well, on that note, I think we've, you know, hit several of the current scandals as as best we can at the moment. Um, you got anything fun lined up for this weekend? Um, as per usual, I'm a boring person. Um, it's campaign season. Uh, now who my clients are try and find me on the ethics commission um how are those tomatoes doing uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh the tomatoes are doing great we have more than we can eat uh you you guys are doing a little traveling uh yeah well, roll through oklahoma city yeah well i will br- briefly roll through oklahoma city on saturday i'm gonna be making my migration back up to the northland um, those of you who follow me on Twitter know that I'm at Oklahoma Gal um, because I spend part of my year in Minnesota and part of my year in Oklahoma. And I'm escaping this god-awful heat um, to go back up north around the, the lakes and the trees. <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll be, uh, be heading up north for the next few months. Meanwhile, Mr. Masterman will simply be hanging out on the surface of the sun. <laughs> well, at least you have air conditioning, right? <laughs> it, it's true. Uh, but, yeah. I tell you what, though, Brittany, when you roll through, I've got uh, some swag for you. And one of the things um, that I've got for you and your loved one is a uh, t-shirt which is hashtag people first and this is a uh, CJR shirt which I think is near and dear to both of our hearts so in orange it says felon crossed out then father criminal crossed out orange sister inmate crossed out husband offender crossed out daughter uh and then convict crossed out person um and i think what they were doing there because you notice wives weren't really mentioned even though incarceration rates are really high here i know we're running out of time but uh the decrim efforts like bring joy to my heart yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm happy that criminal justice reform has continued to be an issue that that legislators in Oklahoma and apparently you know in this in the South in general are actually trying to work on. I I still feel like there's a long ways to go, but but part of the way we get there is by humanizing folks and understanding that just because you're in our carceral system doesn't mean you're not a person. So um, it's it's good that we're trying to make headway there, for sure. Well, I, uh, I guess what I would say this weekend, I look forward to seeing you if you've got time to stop by. Sounds good. Well, listeners, right. I hope we've caught you up as best we can on the swirling summer of scandals. And... Uh, And we'll be back with you uh, around this time next week.
Days of Oklahoma lives. Days of Oklahoma's lives. All right. Y'all have y'all have a good one, everybody.